Good morning, Nicola. Good morning, Lincoln. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you this morning? I'm good, thank you. Where's that Colgate smart? There it is. Give me that Colgate. Give me that Colgate. Give me that Colgate. Smile. The smile is there. Oh my God. See, that's a good commercial right there. Colgate need to reach out to us. Reach out and touch us, Colgate. What are you waiting for? Christmas? <laughs> you know, I love it. It's so wonderful. Good morning, beautiful it's, people. It's interesting I, that you say Colgate when you think about all the other brands you could be promoting. But yeah. Colgate has done such a great job with their branding and marketing. It's imprinted in, in your head. In them, when you yeah. see nice pearly white teeth and a nice. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's like McDonald's, right? McDonald's, yeah. the big, that arch, that the M arch. is burned in the brains of children. Yeah. That's Brandon, the power of Brandon. Maurice, mm. are you listening, Mr. Maurice? <laughs> the power of Brandon. Bra uh, Maurice is the brand disruptor, folks, just so you know. He is, his Brandon abilities just elevate Incredible. Brandon like there's no, there, there's no tomorrow. And if you ever need to, to have your product burn in people's brains and sell more and because his Brandon intertwined uh, with upselling and yeah. all these beautiful things. He's, a, he's an, a, a phenom, let's put it that way. All right, mm -hmm. the 21st century Brandon, he has taken it and moved it to levels that um, it's gonna be hard to, to catch up with. It's like Apple. <laughs> yeah, he's good, he's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's good. So good morning my beautiful people and welcome to another fantastic episode of the lemonade lounge where you get your mind, mind your, your mind. body and your money juices flowing yeah my name is lincoln holmes and this is my uh, boss host good morning Say, everyone yeah my <laughs> name is nicola and together lincoln and i would like to squeeze, squeeze your, your lemon yes yeah. Can you hear it? <laughs> lemon squeezing, baby. Yeah. Well, Lincoln, today's lemon is part three of colonialism in Canada. So mm -hmm. let's use your lemons and make some lemonade. Um, yeah. This is a little different, right? Because I, I did some research, right? Mm -hmm. So as we embark on the topic of indigenous people in Canada, we did this a few weeks ago. We promised that we would provide some resources. Uh -huh. So first, I'm also going to provide some history on Canada's first people. And this information I got from the Canadian encyclopedia.ca on the website. So just some background information. There uh -huh. are three categories um, of indigenous people in Canada, right? The Inuit, Métis, First Nations. Sorry, the Inuit, the Métis, and the First Nations, right? Mm. The Inuit primarily inhabit the northern regions of Canada. The Métis people are of mixed European and indigenous ancestry and live mostly in the prairie provinces and in Ontario, but also in other parts of the country of Canada. Mm -hmm. And the First Nations people were the original inhabitants of Canada, okay? And um, they occupy the territories, the south um, and the Arctic, Arctic, right? So those are the three categories of indigenous people in Canada. 
What's the one word that that um, uh, described them all? Okay, so there really isn't one word. Um, we normally just refer to people as uh, our First Nations. All right, so it goes uh, it goes a little deeper than that, right? Because we look for one word that describes them all, but like us of people, black people. Do we have one word that describes us all? Black. We truly don't. Yeah, we do. Black. Black. Okay. Yeah, we do. But and if you have if you have one percent black and you look black, you are black. <laughs> so it's it's the same with the 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 the, the first, second, and third nation. Are they are they are all these groups the originals of the land? Well, that's what I just explained to you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they are the originals, right? They, I'm asking they, you. I'm very. They I'm are the first nations. They were the people who were here first, right? So they, are um, they? So they're the original. I'm not talking about what they're called by Europeans. I'm talking about what they are. They the are four the first Europeans. people in the land of Canada. They're the original people, yes. not first. The original people of the land yeah. in Canada. Okay. Not mm. first, second or third, the original. <laughs> they're the OGs, right? Yes. Okay, so they're the OGs. Okay. So whatever the European call them is just something fancy to put in a book. No, Doesn't we're not count. even going to go there and we're not exactly. going to divert anything. We're not so, going to divert, but I'm saying it's, 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 it doesn't count. There's just three categories of people. There's yeah. the Inuit, the Métis, and the First Nations, right? But they're all the originals. Yes. Um, but as I mentioned, same, for, for same instance, category. the Métis, they are mixed. They're mixed. They're the um, indigenous people with Europeans. Like, um, they're biracial, call it that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Métis people are of mixed European and indigenous ancestry. So mm -hmm. whenever we see Métis, we know that they're mixed with uh, European ancestry, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So the next thing that I needed to mention is um, we have this act is called the Indian Act. Mm -hmm. And the Indian Act is the principal statute through which the federal government manages a variety of issues concerning indigenous affairs, right? Okay. So in this act, they have um, two categories, right? Mm. They have status Indians and non-status Indians, right? Mm -hmm. Status Indians are individuals who are listed in the Indian register and are issued an identification card. So they have these status cards, right? And this contains information about their identity, you know, just like we have like our driver's license and our, you know, identification cards. And then they have the non- Hold on, they, 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 that's to tell if they're one of the three. Yes. Okay, are, right. there, any, are there any for the Europeans? Any, any Europeans act that describe if they're one of the one? Or one I, of the three? I have no all... idea. I <laughs> are they all of the same category? They're all in the same category, right? Okay. So if you have Continue. this card, Continue. if you have this card, um, right, it shows that you fall under this category, right? Mm -hmm. And then the non-status Indians are indigenous people who are not registered with the federal government, right? So that that's what I wanted to um, mention to you. It's really important because the government refers to them as Indians, 
right? They don't want to be referred to as any. Hello? I'm here. I'm listening to yeah. you. Keep speaking. They don't want to be referred to as Indians, right? Mm -hmm. um, the name Indians was given to them from the Europeans. Yeah, we know that. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's like when we were, when we had our original podcast, mm -hmm. um, we talked about them and you referred to them as Indians. They don't like mm -hmm. to be called Indians, right? Yeah. So no. right mm -hmm. here, I... Um, Just like the Caribbean, like they're, they're Tainos, not, not Arawak Indians, like they call yeah. them. So basically, I got this also. I'm going to read it from um, Canadian Encyclopedia. Mm. First Nations people in Canada were initially called Indians by colonial Europeans. Mm -hmm. Indian is no longer used as a term to describe Indigenous people. Mm -hmm. Right? Though it still serves as a legal definition. Mm. An Aboriginal... Meanwhile, is an umbrella term that includes status and non-status First Nations, mm -hmm. as well as the Métis, Inuit, right? Yeah, I have a question. For and indig Indigenous, that's also interchangeable. Yeah, right? I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. How is all of this helping them? I, I thought the topic was supposed to be about how to help them. How is all of this going to help them? Well, and first is, of all... How is all of it helping them? And how is all of it going to help them? Okay. So, first of all, mm. you've got to be able to recognize them and call them by the right names. This is major because they're still being called Indian. You can't just There's ask the them? Indian what would you like to be greet What would you like to be greeted as? This, <laughs> as I just said to you, there is the Indian Act. And the government yeah. still refers to it as the Indian Act. Yeah, I heard you. And this is the name that... Um, they got from the colonizers being called Indians. The yeah. first thing to help them is to change that name. They shouldn't mm -hmm. be called Indians. They don't want to be called Indians. Of course when not. When we were younger, we played this game, Cowboys and Indians. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Cowboys were always good. And what was the point of the game? To kill the Indians. Mm -hmm. Okay. These, and this resonates with them. Think about it. The colonizers came here. What did they do? They killed them. Mm -hmm. can, when, when you use that term, it's, they're considered to be really bad people. Right? Of course. Of course. So um, how does this help? Recognizing that they don't want to be called Indians, right? Being called Indian is not a bad thing. You're from India. You're considered to be Indian, right? Mm -hmm. But they're not from India. And they're not Indians, mm -hmm. so they like to be called First Nations, Indigenous, Aboriginal, right? Mm -hmm. But um, Indigenous is the name that they most go by. So this is how it helps. Um, do your research. If you ever come up on any of our First Nations people, do not refer to them as Indian. Mm -hmm. you find it to be really offensive. Mm -hmm. so that's one of the first things you really and truly need to know. Mm. Okay. Also, I mentioned in our last podcast that um, they needed to have a month, just like Black History Month. Mm -hmm. Link in with my ignorance. I did not know. And I, this is something I should have known. They mm. do have a month. 
the month is June. Mm -hmm. So, and they have National Indigenous Peoples Day, which mm -hmm. is the 21st of June. So mm -hmm. This is the official day. So um, in June, there are lots of, um, they have lots of celebrations. Mm. Um, what really sucks is June is the last month of school. Mm -hmm. So people are getting ready for the summer holidays and sometimes school ends mm -hmm. early June, mid-June, depending on the school you go to. Mm. So you really don't get the full month to celebrate. So this is something I think parents would have to do more with their children. So they could take them to the cultural centers and teach them more about indigenous people, the history and how um, Canada became. I know we learn a bit of this in school, but we learn it from the European perspective, not from the indigenous perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, there is a month and June is the month. And- um, You said it's we, a day. No. June is National Indigenous Month. But oh, not, um, National Indigenous People Day? And National Indigenous People Day is June 21st. Mm. Right? So mm -hmm. just like we have Black History Month in February, we mm -hmm. have Indigenous Month all of June. Now, I have a question. Do we have a, a White History Month? Well, a European say, History Month. Why would you even say that? Because that's because every I'm, I'm, single day, oh, right? Okay. But so why do we need a, 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 a National Indigenous People Month? Why do we need a Black History Month? What's well, the, the reason why they have these months is because nothing was ever being taught before. Remember, can't history, we just put them in the textbooks? In history, no, they weren't even in the textbooks. In no, history, so can can we just can't we not put them in the textbooks? Why do we need our, or if we're going to have a month, we may as well just have separate schools, separate everything then, separate history, just so we can just do that. Why do we just, can you learn the history in a month? Okay, so see, this is- can you, I'm asking a question. Can you learn European history in a month? No, you can't learn okay. any history in a month. What? Okay, so it, took, it takes you an entire year in school to learn about the European history. Okay, so, so why do you really think we can learn the, black the history? What I'm they normally do is a month. semester of history. A semester of history. Doesn't so, matter what you're saying. You, you got what I'm matter, saying. It does matter, Lincoln. No, it doesn't. Because it what does. you're saying You've got to stop is saying that. People, what people are saying doesn't matter. Everything matters. No, it, it doesn't. Be because the way you want, but it Because you're saying that European history is important. So it needs more time to be taught that's in school. That's not at all what I'm saying. You well, you're confirming it because that's what they're saying. That's no, what they're doing. No, you ask the question. And I'm Why do we need an indigenous? Why don't we just put them in the textbooks? Okay. So this is what I'm trying to say. Right now, with um, history in school, you're taught history over a semester, right? That could be a matter of three months. With um, Black History Month, a lot of schools do not have the um, information. There are really no textbooks or anything like that for Black History Month. I know last year, um, my children, well, my daughter was in grade seven and for Black History Month, they were reading a book. And in the book, it had the N-word and the teacher wrote it on the board and one of the 
um, children in her class. The other black child got really offended, told his mother, um, my daughter wasn't at school that day, that's the thing, told his mother and she phoned the school because the teacher had no idea what she was doing. She didn't understand that you shouldn't be using the N-word that way. She couldn't explain it properly. So it became a really, a, a huge thing. When and did this happen? In 1930 this was this or February, this past February, right? You're telling me that there are teachers in today's society that does not know that they shouldn't use the N-word. Yes, Lincoln. I'm Where have they you. been living? Okay, so there are lots of I don't people. Buy the, I don't buy that stuff. So I don't, there's zero I know you don't buy it. That. So you can continue to justify it yourself. This is the corruption of black people's mindset that I'm talking about. You're buying into this rubbish that she, as a teacher who's been in this country for years, does not know. I don't care which part of the world you're from, you know that. I know that I should not um, be an anti-Semitic person. I should not say things about Jews. I know that I should not do bad, say certain words, call other people certain names. I know these things and I'm not a teacher. As I was saying, so she thought that what she was doing was educating the class, but she needed to be educated as well, right? So what we realize is that um, with the curriculum and when there's Black History Month, there isn't a set curriculum saying that you have to teach this, 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 and this. The teachers actually put the curriculum together on their own and they decide what they're going to teach. So like in regular history, I guess European history, Canadian history, we have the textbook, everything is written there. And this is why it's important to vote. And Don't you think your, that's 400 and hear, years? And let your voice be heard because we shouldn't have teachers putting together something like this there should be textbooks on black history in Canada so that they can teach from those textbooks. I'm very so confused. So it's important here. to reach out to the education ministers and I'm let them know confused. that this is missing from the curriculum. I'm very confused. One person here. doing it is not going to make a difference. I'm very we confused. We need a ton of parents to very, very confused. You do this because you think they no don't know it's not in the textbooks? That can be used. Pardon me? Do you think they don't know it's not in the textbooks? Of course they know it's not. But okay, it so why do we part. need, hold on. So why do we need a vote to get it in the textbooks? This is the right thing to do. If they want it in the textbooks, they'll put it in the textbooks. And no voting is gonna get it in the textbooks. They've had 400 years to put it in the textbooks. They don't want it in the textbooks. This is the problem with black people. Indigenous people now are, are, are uh, 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 the original gangsters are fighting and we're doing the same thing as black folks. And it makes me so upset because I think we're so doofussy when it comes to this. We're fighting for rights. They ain't fighting for no rights. They're not fighting for no rights. We're fighting them for to, to, for some rights to be like them. What kind of foolishness is this? Why should we be fighting for rights? 
there's 100 million indigenous people living in, in the US and Canada when they came. In, in, in 100 years, that goes down to like, in less than 100 years, less than 100 years, that went down to like just a couple million. There was no fight in there. There was just one side murdering another side. Murdering, murdering. There was no fighting. There was murdering and taking. Why do we need to go fight for rights? They have 400 years to put it in the textbooks. They know it's missing. They don't care. Voting ain't gonna help. Marching ain't gonna help. So we need to do one or two things. It's either we become um, economically strong or we remove ourselves from, from them and create our own. Um, in this case, blackness. The in indigenous people, they, there are the programs that is obviously, that is in place are not there to help them because these programs have not worked. If they were working, the people would not be in the position they are today. <laughs> so obviously the program is there to keep them down, not to help them up. So we need something different. Whatever's in the textbook and all that shit ain't gonna help them right now. What can we do to help them right now? That's the question. Okay, well, I'll get to that after what we can do to help them. But my opinion is um, that there are many suggestions. We can do many things. Um, my suggestion is people, you need to reach out to the education ministers and let them know, let our government know that we need our history in textbooks. We need that uh, the companies need to write textbooks based on Canadian black people, all the things they've done, um, slavery, how they came here. There should be a set curriculum because we do have a deep history. There's lots of information out there. So I don't agree I with that. We just they're never they never ever Lincoln, gonna do that. We just need to print agree with it, but I have my opinion and you have yours. I know, but I respect never your ever, opinion. But your opinion doesn't um, your, your and you opinion. can agree to disagree. Yeah, but, but your opinion is, is just that. Opinion. You I know. Your opinion, you hear what you said? And I opinion. listen to you when you put your two points out there. Can you I did not give an opinion. I'm talking you about facts. Two. Facts. The, your opinion, opinion doesn't mean dildo squat because it's just an opinion. It doesn't I'm talking mean about it to you, facts. but to me it does, right? Okay. So this is what I see will work. Get out there, um, put it on a ballot, um, let our education ministers know. These are the things that we need. And we have mm -hmm. to stand together. We have to be in this together as a people, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that's where I, I feel we need to do it. So we do have a month, even if um, we, it's not being taught every day, that one month, if it's being taught for an hour every single day, and they're learning the true history from JK all the way up to grade 12, that is amazing because there's lots of information to be taught. And I will take that one month, it's better than not having anything, but they do need to have a set curriculum for each grade. So that is being taught consistently throughout the board for each grade. And they are learning just like we learn Canadian history and European history. And that's why I was saying for June, it's a little hard because the month of June ends early for, for kids, well, June doesn't end early, school ends early in June. So they don't get the full history of our indigenous people. And what they get is in the textbooks and 
we hear how they were, um, how they traded their land for pots and pans and knife and weapons, but that's not the true story. It, it yeah, those are, those are foolishness. It's not helping um, them put food on the table. It's not yeah. giving them anything today. And yeah. one hour a month will take a hundred years for our, our two generations to change. One hour a month will take two generations to change. They need cataclysmic shift right now today. Not this foolishness you're talking about, because that will take years and years. And there's no Lincoln, semblance. Stop there should not rude be, and stop no. calling the things I'm talking about. Foolishness. There should be no. That no I'm is saying rude there should, and that is disrespectful. You've got to learn okay. to have more respect than that. There shouldn't be any settling. Um, that will take a month, one hour a month, rather than or one hour a day for a month, rather than nothing at all. There's no settling. It needs cataclysmic shift. What are we going to do to help them put food on the table today to change their current situation? This is what I'm talking about. Not this. The history we talk about ain't going to help them. Well, the history is very important so people can understand. So another thing is. Um, a lot of people might not know this. So um, residential schools um, were established by Christian churches and federal government to assimilate indigenous children into the Euro-Canadian society. So um, a lot of indigenous children were taken away from their families and put into- I know that. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking mm. to our audience, right? I'm no, I know, I know, this, right? I know, but I'm telling you, I know that. And many of the audience might okay. know that as well, but go ahead. Okay, so that was how they started to um, break down the culture because they did not see the um, indigenous people as equals. They did not see them as being educated. They wanted to change them, right? So now our indigenous people, they have lost a lot of their culture. Um, as we all know, they've lost a lot of their land too. And the land is so important to them because they're one with their land, right? They grow their food on their land. Um, they, they, um, their ancestors lived on the land. And what I realized is when I mentioned how um, the Europeans tried to convert them to Christianity, I brought that up because it was just the same thing that happened in Africa. The Europeans always believed- Glad that, you said that. Thank you, Lincoln. Mm -hmm. That's my point, where I was getting to. They always believed that Christianity is forefront, it's number one, and everybody should be Christians, right? Mm -hmm. But people in Africa, they had their own religions, things that they would do, but um, they would pray to their ancestors, just like the indigenous people, they pray to their ancestors. And what mm. I've come to realize is that Europeans don't like um, other religions where you're praying to your ancestors or uh, reaching out to the dead, or if it doesn't have to do with Jesus, god or christianity it just does not work right so all these other religions were never good enough for them i think they just didn't take the time to understand the religions or they were scared to see what um, indigenous people were doing or africans were doing all right so mm -hmm. this is something that 
people should actually research and try to find out what was what is what do the indigenous people do in their culture? Why is their land so important? Why why is it that we're trying to take away their culture, their everything that they've created over all these years? Why are we trying to get rid of them? Right? Just like we would say, why are they trying to get rid of black people? What is it that we have that they don't like, that they're trying to control and get rid of so badly? Like, I, I understand, like, um, indigenous people, the government wants their land. Black people, it seems like they just want us dead because they just shoot us and kill us randomly for just walking down the street, right? Well, that's now. That's now. Yeah. That, but that's 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 been going on or forever. In the past, it just, they took us away from Africa. They brought us here to be yeah. slaves to take well, care. We built. Now they've used us up. It's time yeah. to eliminate them, right? So basically, that's what it is. But now they they were eliminating us all along the, in, in, you know, the whole four hundred years. You know, we've been getting killed. Now it's just that we, we're done with them. Like I call them the necromongers, right? The necromongers. You got to watch the movie, um, the Chronicles of Riddick, because I oh. refer, I, I use that as a reference to them, to to the Europeans, the white people. Think they come, they see, they destroy, they conquer, right? And if you're not with them, you're against them, and so they destroy you. So they they're the necromongers, right? And then they move to another land. They do the same thing: convert destroy and um and that's it and they just move from land to land and conquer and uh, necromongers <laughs> and, and so if you if you you know we're, we're done with them so they want to they want to destroy it right they want to get rid of us because they're done with us we, you know we've built the country now look at england england doing the same thing right even after world war ii when they when they when they brought us in mm-hmm. after we built we built england um uh, what do they call them? The indentured workers. Um, after they uh, after they finished building England from the Caribbean and the Indians that comes and build England, what do they want to do? Want to get rid of them? <laughs> Go back home now. We're done yeah. with you. You're useless. We can't give you citizenship. Even after they built England, they didn't want to give them citizenship. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's like time to leave. We're done with you. You build our country again. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing that they want. That, that's what they did with black people. Right? Yeah, but they does. can't send our indigenous people away. This is their land. Where are they going to send them to? Right? Well, I have birth? a solution if you'd like to hear it. And sure. my solution is is quite simple. I break it down into into three mm-hmm. simple format, and it's the three R's. Because everything we talk about, everything we talk about, is just talk. If we don't take any action, nothing will change. And I think that the, the, the man with the, 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 the what, gold hold the key, right? And right now we have the government who hold the keys to, the, to eradicate poverty in the, the, what do you call them, indigenous, native? I, I just like them, call them OGs. They're the OGs, right? The government hold the keys to the, to, to, to uplift the OGs. And um, in order for them to do that, I break it down into three simple um, formats. And it's the three R's, right? The first R 
is you got to rehabilitate, right? Mm -hmm. And when I say rehabilitate, what do I mean? I mean, take them, remove the booze from the society, remove the destructive things that you surrounded them by, right? Um, get them healthy, cleanse their soul. You got to go in and you got to make sure that they are, um, let them live the way they want to live. Ask them what they want and help them to get it, right? But don't go and make demands and this is what we're going to do and that. No, ask them what they want, work together with them and help them. Proper schooling, pro rehabilitate them, proper educational system in place. Help them, hold their hands, um, teach them to walk. It's like a child, like a baby. A baby, um, you just don't go, um, Johnny, get on the bicycle and go ride it when you're teaching your kid to ride a bike. No, you know, you, you, you hold them first, you get the bike, you hold them first, you get the tricycle and you let them because you don't want them to fall. And then as they get better, you let them go. And as they get better, and then before you know, they're riding on their own. You got to teach them how to ride bicycles again, right? And so you got to rehabilitate them. Take, so that's, that's them your off first, the first point, so rehabilitate first, them. Rehabilitate them. Okay, yes. so I, I have actually something to say about that, right? Okay. Um, I do agree that we need to have communication with them, which we do. Mm -hmm. We have communication with them. However, um, we don't need to go in there and re rehabilitate them. We just need to build better communication with them. They, the number one thing that they need, they need proper housing. Right? That's part of the rehabilitation. Okay. okay. They need proper housing. Mm -hmm. they, need, they need proper shelter. Part of the rehabilitation. They need proper food, water, right? food. Part they of the rehabilitation. Water. Exactly. Right? Part of the so rehabilitation. When you say baby steps, like um, when it comes to education, they have their education system. They have their history. It's just being able to incorporate certain things, right? We don't want to take away from them because you've taken away so much. Nothing is being taken away from them. What you want to do is to go when in and you talk to them. When we go in there, we're imposing so many things. You're not imposing anything. You're asking. No, you already impose. I'm not talking about imposing. You already done the imposing. That's why they're at where they are today. So what I'm saying is that you go in there and you ask them, okay, what do we, where do you want to be and how can we help you get there? Bottom line. So that's part of the rehabilitation process, right? Housing, proper water, schooling, um, uh, get off the alcohol, um, lowering the, the, the suicide rate. All of these things, it fall under rehabilitation, okay? Get them to a place, the, the bicycle, the tricycle, get them to a place where now they can start riding on their own. Retrain them, retrain them. And when I said retrain them, retrain their brain. Skill them right? Retrain their brain, brain and skill them. So when I say retrain, their, okay, retrain their brain, teach them, up, um, allow them to practice their, their history, allow them to, to, um, to, um, to be, uh, how should I say? Um, allow them to, to, to hold on to the things that is important to them. Allow them to live, to, to, to be able to live the life that they want to live. Allow them to be able to take care of their families. Allow them to be able to have proper jobs so they could, you know, have a better life, 
right? So you, you're going you're gonna to retrain them and, and, and retrain their brain, retrain the way of, of, of thought process, reskill them so they can have skills. They don't get up every day and go to the liquor store. They go to a job, right? So we got to reskill them. And so in, in that retraining process, we're motivating and inspiring and helping them in the way they want to be helped, right? And the last part is to um, reestablish their society where they could feel our whatever word we want to use in that, but they could feel confident about their life. They could feel confident about their kid's future. They could feel confident about their grandchildren's future that, you know, they're going to carry on our tradition, but they're going to lead a decent life. They're going to be able to have good jobs. They're going to be able to have great communities. They're going to be able to have families of their own without the struggles um, that is imposed, has been imposed on us for 400 years. They're going to be able to have all of this um, with peace of mind, right? And lead a better life, nice homes, proper drinking water, um, skills, right? That they could pass on to their next generation, reestablish them so they could have um, better communities, better life, live the life they want to live. They, want, they all want a good life. Nobody wants their kids um, uh, 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 to see their kids struggle and suffer. They want the same thing for their children that me and you want. That everybody, depend, no matter the color, they want their kids to have a decent life. They don't want to see their kids struggle. They want their kids to have a um, good family. They want their kids to be in nice homes. They want their kids to drive nice cars. They want their kids to live a decent life, ride a better horse than in your case, since you shrink in your eyebrow and crimple. <laughs> you know? Yeah, ride a better horse then instead of freaking driving a car, if that's what you, think, you want to think. But it doesn't matter. My point is that they want better. They know there is better than what they have now. They know their history. They're not stupid. They know their history. And they know, they know where they're coming from, and they know what they want. And they want the same thing everybody have, right? Proper, they want food on the table, roof over their head, proper roof over their head, proper drinking water, toilets that flush, you know, great communities, proper schooling. They want those things for their children. All right. So that's my three R. Rehabilitate, retrain, and reestablish. Wow. We can change the, 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 the terminologies if you wish, but the, you know, doesn't matter. Those are the things I feel that should be done. And I think it's a pretty simple thing. Um, I just believe that nobody has um, taken the action, taken the steps. Because the resources the action, Lincoln. The resources are there. Taken for years and they're still being taken today. I don't see it. Well, you, you haven't done your research. If you do your research, you will see it. Um, for instance, well, the same thing they said about black people in, um, uh, in, 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 in the West. Uh, we, we, you're free. We try to help you. Without it. No, no, no. You're not trying to help. You got programs that keep us down. Try to help. Us. We're not. This, the, 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 okay. They always going to, let me say this. Let, let me say this. They're always going to talk about all the programs that is available. But programs alone does not help people. People got to have access to the programs and they can't go through 9 million pieces of red tape. And the programs got to be able to help people move up, not to get worse, like welfare. They got to have good 
active program that help people move through a system. You can't have the same people in the program for a hundred years and tell me that, okay, well, I have, I have a good program that's working. No, it's not working. The same people have been there for a hundred years. How's it helping them? It's not. <laughs> so it's the same thing with black people. The, 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 the people don't realize that the society that we're living in, whether you're in Canada, America, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, if people don't realize that, they're, they all have the same system in place. And this system was not designed for us to partake in. The system in Canada was not designed for the original gangsters to partake in. So it, it, the, all the programs that you enacted are irrelevant because it's not designed to assimilate them. That is such a grow. negative outlook, Lincoln. No, that is no, truly let negative. Me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. The system is not designed and the programs that you implement in the system is not designed to help to lift them up. It's designed to have them just, eh. So what you want to do is that those programs have been around for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. They're not working. And if they're not working, you need to change them. So what you want to do is to, uh, to, to rehabilitate people. So you have programs that people can move through from one end, like a, like a conveyor belt system, and they end up at another place, but better, right? So you start here in raw material, and you end up over there in this beautiful thing, whatever you want to put, call that thing. That's what I'm talking about. Not program that stagnate and go, we have programs. <laughs> well, Just there are programs. lots of programs. So one of the programs that people could um, look up is uh, True North Aid. Um, they look, they're looking for volunteers. Charity. So you can learn about the indigenous community. They um, educate. They have programs to help with um, food banks and getting food to the indigenous uh, people. Um, they work on building homes, uh, getting furniture because um, a lot of our indigenous people, they live in really small homes. They have faulty electricity. They don't have a lot of furniture. So um, they work with getting furniture to them building better homes, um, getting water to them. There are quite a few things that they do. So you, you might want to visit uh, True North Aid. You believe um, that's a solution? Um, it is a start, Lincoln. Solutions are solutions. They are there, but you have to, on, and you have to act on them for them to work. So this is a start. You can't just expect, oh, I have a solution. Tomorrow it will be fixed. It takes time, right? You've got to look, you've got to take baby steps sometimes. You've got to start and see what works. And there's also um, another charity called uh, Reconciliation Canada, which they're working on reconciliation with our indigenous people, right? There are lots of initiatives that they're taking. You can donate as well. And um, again, it helps with housing, it helps with foods. It helps with workshops. It helps with dialogues between um, the government and the chiefs, right? There's just so many things that are available. It all comes down to doing some research. Um, going online, going to the library, watching the news, um, listening to things that have happened, 
and just educating yourself. And this way you could find out how you can help. You might be able to go to one of their cultural shows where they're doing a powwow and learn about the history. You might be able to donate some money to help with better homes. You might be able to buy food for a family. You might be able to help with the electricity. You might be able to help with clothing, especially in the winter, the cold months. You might be able to help with education. Um, you can volunteer where you can meet people, um, our indigenous people, talk to them, learn their language, learn, learn about their culture, learn about their ancestors. Um, there's just so many things that we can do. It's not a fix that you can fix overnight. I don't think there's anything that we could just fix overnight. It takes time. And the first step is just educating yourself, knowing that there's a problem. Once you realize there's a problem, work to fix it the best way you can. Like put yourself out there and help. That is a start. Yes, Lincoln, it's not um, something that you said is so easy. The government can just throw money at it and fix it the next day. No, it takes time. I, I, I don't believe that because it's, um, I don't believe what you, because charity never works. Um, it's proven um, all the research show 80% um, of charity go charitable donations go to administration fees and paying everybody and doing that people get rich except the people who are supposed to get the help so charity never works it hasn't worked in Africa hasn't worked in the Caribbean it's never the only person that has made charity work and no one has made it work after her is Mother Teresa and no one has ever made it work after Mother Teresa so charity in itself it's, it does not work because of all the cost that they claim involved Look at all the billions that has donated to, to, and there's lots of evidence, the billions that's donated to Haiti in recent years. Billions when they had that massive earthquake the other day and killed hundreds of thousands of people. And um, Haiti today, even Sean Penn went and started building houses with his own money. Haiti hmm. today is it, still, in, still in shambles. Where's all the billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars go? Nobody knows. And nobody has talked about it. Nobody has said anything about it. The amount of money that's donated to Haiti, Haiti right now should look like, um, what, Toronto or, or New York City or, or, uh, or, or, or Shanghai, China, right? Haiti should be looking like Shanghai, China today. But Haiti still in rump in shambles today. Where all that billions goes? We're talking literally hundreds of, I donated. I donated to, to Wycliffe John, um, Gene um, uh, Charity, right? Uh, because I know he's Haitian and I know he would do, do better. He won't, do, he won't be able to do as big as everybody else, all those massive charity, but he, was doing, he would do what he can and do better. So I donated to him. Um, but the, the, the others, uh, all these massive charity organizations, they don't, they don't get nothing done. Nothing is done. The billions and billions and hundreds of billions of dollars has donated to, to Haiti. And, and I believe Anderson Cooper went back three or four years later, or two or three years later to do a piece on it because I was wondering where the media is. Where are the media? And three years later with all the billions or four years later, whenever he was there, all the billions that's donated, it looked exactly the same as the day it was in shambles. So he was asking the question, where's all the money? Where's all the, the money that was donated? All these homes should have been rebuilt. You know, today, still in shambles. So charity, number one, does not work. Um, the government, you said, yes, the government, they do have a responsibility. The government can put programs together 
to build bridges. They can put programs together to help them build more weapons. They can, we're now we're gonna go. We got to put programs together to do all these fancy things. They can put a team together, real easy. Doesn't take, uh, it doesn't take much. I've seen them put teams together all the time to do all kinds of stuff. We're just forming your team to do this. We're just bringing 40,000 people from, um, from the Middle East, right? That costs 500 billion. We put that program together in two months, <laughs> right? So, all right, well, Lincoln, Let me finish Lincoln this. I Let understand you need this. to finish. You've been finishing for like 20 minutes. However, yes, we've come close Hold to on. the end of our podcast. And we're yes. going to have to continue this. I yes, think but it's let me, great let that me, you're talking about charities that do not work. And that's a brand new topic. And I think that's something that we'll have to divulge in on, um, on another podcast. Let's say, so you know, I don't like when you cut me off. Okay. That's okay. Um, I, and it's, and it's uh, because I needed to finish my point, but you don't want me to finish my point. You so can finish it next I'm not going to finish my point because you cut me off. You don't, you, you know, we're not going to have another one on this. So, and I'm, I'm not happy with this folks. So, you know, <laughs> so, anyway. I'm happy. You're not happy. Now you know how it feels. When I make a point and you cut me off and you call it, I don't you. cut you off and you point. You do. I, I, you do. I, Okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay, well, enough already. For this, um, I, I think you made some good points, but honestly, we, um, we're at our, our point, Mark, and we do need to end. I think it's a great topic, um, talking about charities and how they do not work. And I think this is something that we should discuss because um, you're really riled up about it. And I, I, I think you've proven some good points. Um, we need to find out what really goes into charities before we donate to them. That's a very good point. We've got to find out how our money is being distributed, right? Um, is it paying for people to work in the charity? Are those really volunteers? Is it paying for their food? All of those things. Um, but I think that's a huge topic and I think we could continue this in a couple weeks because I know we have to discuss finances over the next few weeks but that's another great topic to discuss charities. And on that note, I'd like to thank everyone for making lemonade with us today. Be good to yourself. Be grateful for all that you have because you do have a lot. All right, folks, take care and be good to yourself.